The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now I'm joined by Conor Falkland, transport commentator for our commuter slot. There's a new report out by the RSA. Yeah. What is it? Well, this is their behaviour and attitude survey, driver behaviour and attitude survey, which is they describe as a cornerstone of their research. And in terms of the field work, they spoke to 1,200 motorists nationwide and they put together a, a, a survey on how motorists behave and what their attitudes are towards enforcement mm. and towards road safety messages. OK, now, so was this a not a self-selecting sample? You know, the way people do surveys they put it online yeah. and the people who reply select themselves to be participants this was randomised I presume this was fully randomised and it's weighted for the population it's weighted for the proportion of learner drivers male, female the age cohorts urban, rural uh, so they've done that very professionally well and it gives them a very good snapshot, mm. snapshot of, of now, motorists there is one message that you have uh, gleaned from this and yeah. that is well in a, in a word do as I say uh, don't do as I do because collectively when you ask people about seatbelt use or speeding or taking a risk with alcohol or using the mobile phone, they all support tough punishments, um, which is extraordinary. I mean, the, the, the speed cameras have got 75% support rate from motorists, only about 6 or 7% against. And yet within that, large numbers admit to small violations themselves. So punish the mobile phone user. Well, yes, I do the odd time I answer the phone <laughs> myself. Um, or or uh, certainly uh, tougher punishments for speeders. But yeah, no, I do sometimes go above when it's 50 kph myself. And there's a lot of that coming through in the research. A couple mm. of things we're doing well on. Um, seat belts, I, th- I thought was a very strong result. 96% of motorists wear their seat belts at all times. Um, that's that, pretty good. That's pretty good. You have the, the construction workers and so on, the trades people who are hopping in and out of the car or even delivery people uh, who have to hop in and out and they may not bother. They yeah. should, but they may know, not bother. It took a long time to make seatbelts even acceptable. If you go back to the 70s when, you know, the Sweeney was on the telly, um, nobody wore a seatbelt. It was the height of uncool to wear a seatbelt unless you were driving a Volvo. Um, and it, it rapidly it became absolutely ubiquitous uh, and right across Europe, seatbelt wearing rates are, are up in the mid to high 90s. So we've achieved the same thing, but um, that's not uniquely Irish. That's a culture change across mm. Europe and across the world. Now, uh, the phone I mean, some of these uh, figures are startling. 19% of people either always or often check their phones to read messages or emails. We are dysfunctional uh, when it comes to the use of mobile phones while driving. It's incredible. 19% of people regularly are often, and okay, sometimes you can understand how a notification comes in and it catches your eye, but these people say they're reading emails. There's 4% of people who say that they regularly are often write emails while driving. Uh, 4% of respondents said that they regularly or often take photographs or video for use on social media while driving. It's astonishing. And uh, funnily enough, it's one of those stats that isn't particularly male-female. Usually all of these bad behaviours skew towards males, I'm sorry to say. But when it comes to phone use, that seems to be a bit more equal opportunity. And the other thing is the phone use is tilted towards young people. Um, so the, the age cohort 65 plus are, are much less guilty of this. And maybe that's just because they use their phones mm. less in the first instance. Um, if you're travelling at 60 kilometres an hour, uh, if you look down for a second, you've travelled 15, you're 
metres. Yeah, that's you know. right. And and how often are you that far back from the car in front, uh, the child, the cyclist? Yeah. Look, we don't have to convince people that it's inherently a lethally dangerous thing to do, but we're absolutely addicted to it. The what about device. alcohol? Well, alcohol's a funny one because uh, 9% of people say that in the last 12 months they drove a car after consuming some alcohol. Now, that's no good to me because no, you're like allowed uh, up to the 50 milligrams, whatever it is, per milliliter. So one glass of wine uh, or a champagne toast at a christening is actually fine. Yeah, that's right. Even though they say, don't ever drink and drive. And here's where I don't really like the way the question is phrased in the survey. And to some extent, you you could question the messaging because it's very simple to say, no drink, don't drink at all, never, ever, ever. And of course, that's a simple message to bang on about. But in terms of the impairment, you have to get the alcohol in the system up to a you know, above 20 milligrams is the lower limit and then 50 milligrams. So, in fact, as you say, you know, a, a toast, you toast the bride at the wedding or, yeah. or, or, you know, in some... And ca- also you're told that one unit of alcohol is eliminated from your system in an hour. Yeah. So you have lunch and then you go into the lounge in the hotel and you have coffee for an hour and uh, have a, a chat. That glass of wine is gone. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so in that data, there are people doing that, but there are also the drinkers. On average, there was 1.4 drinks consumed by those people in that cohort but somewhere in there so we have you know a well behaved 95% of the population somewhere in there there's 5% who don't care and they will continue to drink and drive and you know we, we know they're out there the trick for those guys is to catch them How are we on speed? Um, again sort of okay the Irish motorist will regularly break the speed limit but only by less than 10 kilometres per hour um, and that is particularly true on some 50 kilometre speed limit zones. So actually what I think we're seeing there is that a lot of Irish speed limits are still quite wonky. Yeah. So you'll have an area where it, it's supposed to be a 50 kph speed limit, but maybe that's just something stupid the local authority put up as part of a campaign of another sort. And and motorists actually will allow themselves to ignore those, which is a bit of a I pity. mean, there are some of the areas that have 30 kilometre speed mm-hmm. limits which are just daft because no one, nobody, including the guard the car that might be behind you, is observing it. Yeah, and, and this is a regular argument that I've had with local authorities about the setting of speed limits. There's no point, as a a sort of a virtue signalling thing to say, you know, all speed is bad. So the lower the number we put on the pole, the better we're doing our job. That's just not true. The speed limit has to be appropriate to the engineering and the natural flow on the road. If you want to slow that down, you can do things like traffic calming and other stuff. Mm. But what you shouldn't do is put an unnaturally low speed limit on a road that's engineered for something different. Because yeah. The, the averaging that, speed limit thing, it. I think, is, is very effective. I mean, no one breaks the speed limit now in the Port Tunnel. If yeah. they happen to edge up above the 80 or whatever, they edge back down again to make sure their average is fine, which makes for attentive and safe driving. And the same is true on one of the motorways where there is a, a pilot scheme going. Yeah, that's right. But even on the general motorways, Pat, where you might get micro violations, they're very safe and people tend not to abuse the motorway speed limit because they know it and they understand it and it's consistent. Where they wind up abusing or breaking limits is where the limit itself varies somewhat chaotically across a county boundary and it goes from 80 to 60. Nothing about the road changes, but the speed limit does. And in contexts like that, Irish motorists forgive themselves, in inverted commas, for making small violations violations. Um, so I think you could blame the motorist and say, look, you're not respecting speed limits. Or I think you can blame the setting of speed limits and say if they're counterintuitive and against the engineering, then they're less likely to be respected. Yeah. Uh, in terms of learner drivers... Um well, again, do as I say, don't do as I do. 27% of drivers are actually driving for 10 years or less. So they recently have been learners. Um, and everybody is in favour of 
tough penalties and tough sanctions for learner drivers. But when you say should they be even tougher, so for example, should we ban learner drivers from driving at night? Broadly speaking, older drivers say yes, they're supportive of that. Younger drivers say no, that's not fair. And finally, and I side with the youth on that, by the way. A lot of drivers want e-scooters. Yeah, again, it's a pretty high number. We have 9% of drivers who said that they plan to either rent or buy an e-scooter in the next 12 months. So if that comes true, that'd be a pretty chunky number. And we may well actually be seeing that. There's more and more e-scooters on the road, more and more e-scooters. So we, we've got to get our rules and regulations. Yeah. Well, they're turning up in yeah. the accident statistics already ahead of our proper laws. So we've discussed the laws before, which are still good law on the way but it's not there yet. Finally, insurance for motorists from Revolut. Insurance from Revolut. Now this is potentially pretty exciting. Revolut, who everybody knows, there's two million account holders in Ireland, um, are, are going to offer motor insurance. And if you're interested, you can get onto them and put yourself on a waiting list and they'll get back to you. They're going to, they're going to launch it in a couple of months' time. They expect to be able to undercut the market by 25 to 30%. That would be no mean feat because prices have been falling in the market for the last few years. It's one of these things which to me looked suspiciously good to the consumer and the only caveat I'd attach to it is we've seen this before when somebody comes in thinks they can do it cheaper and it looks great for a while and then it all goes belly up so we don't need that happening again Conor Falkman thank you very much for uh, joining us The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.